Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. By the way, I can't stop listening to that Billie Eilish song. It's yeah, oh such my God. a banger. It's so good. Well, yeah, I've been listening to Billie Eilish like all week. William Eyelash. Did you watch that <laughs> yeah, YouTube video yeah. with Dwight? No. I still so, think we need to reach out to her. I do stand by that you saying let's get her on you guys saying let's get her on the show is the funniest thing any of us have ever seen. <laughs> let's get her on the show. Let's get her on the show. Yeah. Let's go for it. Can't be hard. Can't be that hard. Let's just try and page it to her like it could be good for her <laughs> reputation. Good for your brand. Yeah, this is good for her brand. This helps her reach some more. Let's uh, ask her if she likes making a, dreams a come bigger true. audience. Yeah. Do I need to talk to a mic? Am I have that. There you go. Okay. Oh, hey, Edwin's here. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs or Dundamip. Then the people purses paper people, Dundamip. Then the people purses paper people, Dundamip. Then the people purses paper people. Hey guys, and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and dental hygienist, Sean Roney. I'm Edwin James, and I'm your Mima. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. So I will see you up there in Viagra Falls. <laughs> uh, you know what we do. We talk about our favorite show, The Office, a different theme every week. And this, uh, this week's theme, we're just going to talk about the Niagara episode, parts one and two. Um, this is our first episode just profiling one episode, right? We haven't done this before. Um, a two-part episode. Two-part episode. Season six, episodes four and five. It aired on October 8th, 2009. It was uh, written by Greg Daniels and Mindy Kaling and directed by Paul Feig. And it was viewed by 9.42 million people. Um, this is a That's very- it. This is a very important episode in in the in the office. Yeah, I think just in general, while uh, looking at trying to think about individual uh, episodes or arcs or moments or stories, uh, this kind of stu- stood out to me in that you know it's it's kind of a uh, very important moment in the Jim and Pam arc or dynamic mm-hmm, or relationship. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of think, and you guys can uh, let me know what you guys think, but I feel like the office. It's like before the wedding and after the wedding. I really think about the oh. office in those kinds of terms. Sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. That's when funny. I, when That's... I think about like the beginning or the first part of the front half of the office and the end of the office, I definitely think the wedding is kind of a turning point. Hmm. It all the way in season six. It's kind of arbitrary, but like I, I personally think of it that way. Hmm. Well, it is. A, it is a nice little. It's not a wrap up to all of Jim and Pam's tension by any means, but it certainly no. is a large. Uh, and point I think that, more generally, like this is a. Uh, it's a really unique sort of moment, and we haven't talked about this episode at all in our previous, uh, you know, yeah. fourteen episodes. Not that you know because we haven't talked about something is a reason to talk about something, but uh, it is interesting 
that this particular moment hasn't come up that much as we talk about character yeah. arcs and character development, et cetera. I, there's something about this episode that, that I tend to just kind of skip over it in my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't really... Um, I don't know. It just seems, you know, the, we'll talk about it more, but you know, the, the wedding itself, um, bothers me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling we were getting there. I do too. Uh, We'll get there. We'll get there soon. As a quick question. Yeah. Right. I think when you, uh, subscribe or follow other office fan groups online, there is this notion that people will skip certain episodes. Okay. Do you guys skip episodes when you rewatch the show? No, but I'm not really intentional. I'm not like I, I start somewhere, I hit play, and I let it go. I, I I rarely will be like skip this episode. I just I don't. Yeah, I don't think that I ever say skip this episode until I get to later seasons. Maybe I do. I do skip. start at certain points in a season. Like I will. Like I'm jumping in here, but then yeah. I generally will finish out the season. I don't. I don't necessarily mean this to be a big discussion question, but yeah. I think there seems to be some sort of consensus that I think a lot of people when they rewatch the show, they start at the beginning, they go to the end, and they skip Scott's tots. Oh That's yeah, an episode we'll that people will skip. But uh, I think it sounds like the three of us <laughs> we jump around a lot. I personally yeah. just jump around wherever. I'm all over. And yeah. I would never skip Scott tots. Scott's tots. <laughs> I absolutely love that episode. I, I. It's so uncomfortable that I. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, I. Well, this will come up later. I'm sure. Yeah. But I feel like this. This episode, to bring it back to Scott's Tots, I think has maybe the second most cringiest moment in like Michael Scott oh, moment goodness. in all of the all show. Right. Yeah, I, outside of I Scott's think I know Tots. What you're yeah, so about. let's yeah. let's dive into the episode. All right, well let's. So uh, by we, the way, can I just say? Yeah, I'm a little ashamed to admit it, but this is like later in the show than I initially thought when I went into rewatch it for this. Too. I was like. Oh, that's like end of season four, beginning of season five, which is and I was crazy. Through episodes. Which is crazy because that's the exact same thing that I would say, but it's yeah. like Pam and Jim don't even get together until the first episode of season four. Season four. I know, and then, uh, yeah, and so I, I was just sort of just like, oh yeah, this is like season six. Well, there <laughs> maybe it just that they move fast after that, yeah, and that's why we think that. But um, but this episode, uh, the cold open is Pam and Jim asking the office to um. Be courteous to her. She's pregnant. She's she has a sensitive nose. Please, uh, you know, uh, 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 Phyllis's perfume is a bit perfumey. Her soap is a bit perfumey. Oh, she makes pretty right. passive. Like she's clearly talking to Phyllis she, and Dwight. She's, I think it's a little bit. Yeah, I think it could have been said in an email instead of publicly. Um, not a good move for them. Yeah, it's not, just not good. They don't look very good in that moment. I will say, and everyone gets mad at them. Uh, Dwight says that he will keep peeling hard-boiled eggs at his oh, desk. Meredith says she will have her afternoon cigars. <laughs> um, I it, love Meredith, man. She grows on me. That's a line from earlier in the series where uh, Meredith is like, I got a bag of cigars in my purse. <laughs> yeah, and we, later we see her smoking one. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and th- it's, a, it's a great cold open. Of course, we get the beautiful chain reaction. The chain reaction of people puking. I was re-watching this episode before coming here tonight. Sat down with my sandwich, opened it up, and started this episode. So I, it was a little difficult to get through that cold open um, while Shouldn't eating. Got- Although I did not stop eating like Creed Bratton in that scene, who was eating ramen the whole time. Shouldn't, shouldn't have gone with the egg salad. <laughs> I 
something stinkier. Yeah, could you have been something stinkier? I do love that Creed is eating ramen noodles while during that cold Scarfing open. Scarfing them down and yeah. wide-eyed watching everything that's <laughs> <Yeah>. happening. <laughs> that was a moment. And, and again, like I rewatched this episode as well in preparation for today. But that was a moment that I laughed at. And, you know, the joy of watching this show and like enjoying this show is that I always find little things to laugh at that maybe I had missed or forgotten about. Yeah. And that was something that I definitely forgot. Or never focused Same. on before. Right. Um, uh, that uh, takes us into, uh, you know, what this episode is all about. We but, get, by the oh, way, do you agree oh. with them? Do you like if Pam and Jim stood up, how would you feel about that? I mean, <sighs> Dwight makes I'm a good very, point. I'm very I'm I'm very like aware of smells in the office, right? Yeah. I don't yes. I don't I would never I wouldn't peel an egg at my desk. I would never eat an egg-based dish. Well, I do cuz I work at home, but but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I uh so so I would I would no kind of be like, yeah, please. <laughs> no <That's, quiche. laughs> Yeah. I think I think the food ask is very reasonable. I think the soap Ask is that's not bit, yeah. is not reasonable. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, I think a hard boy leg you can very easily eat in a break room or a conference room. That is one hundred percent reasonable. Yes, it uh, is. and to peel if you're going to peel a hard boiled leg, <laughs> you can totally do that in the in the kitchen. 100%. You don't have to do that at your desk. So to gross. ask someone to use a different soap is a little bit weird. Yeah, uh, I'll give you an example in my office. Somebody recently uh, microwaved a fish dish. No, and people walked around and they were like disrespectful. Yeah. Disrespectful. People were people were so yeah. upset. Oh yeah. It really it really was a it was a it was a topic of conversation. Like I'd even say like you can eat, like uh, people you know order whatever for lunch, but sometimes like if you don't if you just throw that away in your desk trash, you got to throw it away in the kitchen, dude. You got to throw it away in the kitchen yeah. or outside even. Let's get back to the episode. Sorry, <laughs> not that, not that this isn't really important. These we're are past, the, these are yeah past the these are open. office topics. These are Just, our office hmm? topics. Yeah, exactly. What, but what are we here to talk? Let's stay about? on track. Yeah. All right. So, um, Jim and Pam are breaking down what is allowed and what is not allowed at their wedding um, to everyone in the conference room. Uh, I wrote this down. Do you no. want? Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah. So the context is uh, is Jim says, you know, Kevin, actually firecrackers are on the don't list right. for this. Yeah. And Kevin says, okay, so you'll be providing them? <laughs> and and they said, no, it's actually a firecracker-free wedding. <laughs> and Jim and or, or no, and Kevin, Kevin and, and Dwight. Dwight are both like, come <laughs> on, you're, kid you're killing me. Right. So the do's on the uh, on the whiteboard are do. Cross off a trivia question I here. Knew, I knew you were just going to say <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> By the way, we're doing trivia at the end of this episode. This is the first time where it's like, I'm doing trivia on this episode. Yeah. Watch it ahead of time. So yeah. it's going to be real hard. Okay. All right. In the do's column, have a good time. Dance, underlined, when what it's appropriate. <laughs> Eat dinner. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a great, that's a great uh, one. On the don'ts column, don't make a big scene. Cry. Talk to our family. Very busy. Very busy. <laughs> and then the last one is, uh, I wrote down as firecrackers per Kevin. Yeah. 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 I love that very busy because someone probably was like, don't talk to the family. And they're like, why not? And they like, are very busy. Very busy. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, they, uh, they leave the room, Jim and Pam, to go off, I guess, right then and there. Um, and so we get a moment with Michael. And the rest of the office, uh, uh, Andy shows Michael up and makes the what happens in Niagara Falls stays in Niagara Falls, and that pisses Michael off big time. 
But Dwight says, that's that's an easy joke. You can say that about anything. Yeah. What, what happens in accounting stays in accounting. And they're all like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Don't, 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 don't take my joke. Uh, it's so easy. That's what I'm saying. Angela gives a very nice little smirk when... Uh, uh, when Dwight says that, oh, because she no, normally like is, is not having any of what's going on. Not but. only is it Dwight being funny and making everyone laugh, <laughs> he mentioned accounting. There you go. Uh, so uh, Michael gets pissed and then <laughs> says, "Like I can't remember what he says, but but then he he ends it with he what says, happens in Viagra Falls." Yeah, he says, "I will see you all in Viagra, Viagra Falls." So I will see you up yes, there yes. in Viagra Falls. Thanks. <laughs> but that's right after he's like, "I so help me God, if anyone." <laughs> yeah, he really takes yeah, it. He really, really yeah, he's into this them. is the most important wedding for this branch <laughs> until my wedding. Yeah, right. Which again, I think leads us into uh, like like. This entire episode is like m- m- the stakes that Michael puts on it for himself are oh my so gosh. high. Right. It's hilarious because that take that takes us to the other thing that he is really worried about. He's not really worried about, um, you know, representing Dunder Mifflin at this wedding. He's really worried about meeting women. There's a really great uh, little moment where Aaron is on the phone and she says. Thank you for your call today. That's a and, sweet moment. Today and Friday, we will, uh, Dunner Mifflin will be out of the office for the Hoppert Beasley wedding or whatever it is. In yeah, Niagara yeah. Falls. And I think just generally speaking, too, to go to the sort of storyline, character development sort of aspects of this office, I think, or of this episode, I think what we see here is it's not a bottle episode per se, but it is a new environment where all the characters get to be themselves. Hmm. And when you get to, when you have a show like this, where you put all the characters in this new environment and they get to be themselves, it creates new and kind of funny situations, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking of, and I don't mean to jump ahead of your summary, but like Aaron and Kelly in the back of the car yeah. while Andy is driving yeah. and like Kevin in the in the, in the the hotel, like all of these little moments and vignettes and scenes are the characters being themselves, but they're being themselves in a new context. Right. And that leads to, to kind of funny moments. There's so many good moments with a lot of the, on, like, kind of the ensemble characters. Yeah. Um, one of the points that Pam makes before they leave is um, that she, uh, that no one knows that she's pregnant. Right. Or at least one person in particular, her Mima. Right. Um, so don't mention anything about that at the wedding, she says, um, uh, just to set us up for what happens later. Chekhov's secret. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a great, there's a great moment where uh, Jim and Pam are talking to Jim's parents and Jim's dad. Which one is Pam's grandmother? Correct. And then Michael just butts in. Right. And he, he says, yeah, she doesn't know, so mom's the word. <laughs> Not caught on the closed captioning. It still says mom's the word. Oh, really? I I think it says mom's the word. No, you're right. I just think the joke even got past that. And then I don't remember what Jim says, but Michael says, that's really going to impair my ability to hook up with your female relatives. He says he's not invited to the rehearsal dinner. All right. They're like, Michael, I thought we discussed that you wouldn't be speaking at all. Yeah. Because Michael's like, who's giving a toast? Because I would like to go third kind of back cleanup. Yeah, right. Like, Michael, we kind of discussed that you wouldn't speak at all. And he's like, that's really going to hurt my chances of hooking up with your female relatives. <laughs> right in front of his... Of his, uh, of his parents oh and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which kind of lays the groundwork for later on when they do the christening, when they get the baby christened at the church. Oh, yeah. and, and at that point, Pam's like, Michael, no, I need, I need to hear you say it. 
that <laughs> you are not going to speak or something like I mean, that. this he's, is... I need you to I need to hear you say that you know you're not the godfather. You know you're yeah, not the yeah, godfather. He's like, yeah. I'm not the godfather. Move over, I'll shoot you in the head. <laughs> Correct. Yes, yes. Um, uh, I mean, of course we know that uh, Michael loves to um, mess up a good wedding uh, because he did it at Phyllis's wedding. He made it incredible cringeworthy speech um yes. and just made an ass of himself at every turn so any public um, ceremony that he's at is is open open ball game pam and jim actually should have been harder on him from the start yeah. and setting restrictions but uh but they really kind of um put some faith a bull in, in the china yeah. shop <laughs> yeah um well there are moments so where michael kind of speaks out against what they've been trying to do, trying to put him in a corner, you know, uh, where Michael says, you know, he's like, that should be me. I should be at the head table. He's the a head, head table, table where I should be. Mm-hmm. And he's like, shouldn't be Pete and Tom. It should be me and Tom. Okay. He goes, I would <laughs> him kill. Him and Pete. Him and Pete. And he goes, I would kill with the brother stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they have great material, but they're delivering it all. Yeah, right, they're right. deliver it terribly. So I love that he respects the material, but he's just like, <laughs> he just hates it. By the way, Pete and Tom really come across real bad. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, this is another episode where we get to see a little bit from Pete and Tom, Jim's brothers. who we Awful o- people. Who we only really see in uh, the other episode is in, when Pam is in art school, yeah. and they play a prank on Jim and Pam, kind it's of. It's not even a real prank. Right. They, they just kind of make, make fun, fun of Pam yeah. for being an artist, right? But you do get to see a little bit of uh, Jim's brothers like making funny faces at the camera. And, yeah. And uh, we get to hear them joke later on in the episode. Yeah. There is, I mean, speaking of the brothers too, Jim has a sister who is at this wedding. Yeah, they, they, Pete, Pete and Tom mentioned to Michael. They're, gonna, they're looking for a whoopee cushion. They ask, they say, hey, are you Michael Scott? That's I right. heard you might have a whoopee cushion. Our sister's in the bathroom or trying to prank her when she gets back. Yeah. Still don't meet <laughs> he her. He just pulls one out of his breast pocket. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott one. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> kind of honored about it. Oh, gosh. I, that was a, a big takeaway for me watching this was both. It seems like the families, it's kind of all a mess. Like hmm. the whole, everything that's going on. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, it's not great. Not great. Yeah. Not that it really matters that much to the show, but uh, for the, for the sake of this episode, there's a family drama is, uh, is a, is a big plot line. Well, and let, why let's turn then to Pam's family drama, which is really the um, spectacle of the, of the episode, or at least, um, you know, Going back and rewatching this episode and especially talking about Michael's love life recently and talking about Helene, I was more I realized more how well they set up yeah. why Helene hooks up with Michael. Correct. Because it's it's very small. Like mm-hmm. those moments are very small, but we see we see Helene uh Pam Pam's dad introduces Pam and Jim to his new girlfriend. And Jim says, is this your niece? Right. And he and he kind of laughs and he's like, no, this is my girlfriend. Yeah. Her name and, is like Christine or something like that. And we just zoom in on Helene in the background. Yeah, making eyes. scowling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, later when Pam is trying on her dress, Helene is just uh, s- s- like visibly angry and is um, complaining about people with blonde hair extensions. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, probably talking about uh, her ex-husband's new girlfriend. Yeah, of course. Um, and Helene's even asking Pam, are you sure? Is he the one? She's like, 
Yeah, she's clearly having a tough time. Oh yeah, does he deserve you? Yeah. And Pam says yes, he does. Yeah, like and then uh and then uh Penny, who is Pam's right, sister. Right, introduced to Pam's sister. You're totally projecting, mom. Yeah. Stop being such a drag. <laughs> <laughs> and then they talk it's not very nice. And they talk in the church pews. Then they talk in the church pews. Hey, Michael yeah, asks for a turn. snack. Right. It's funny to think that Michael is a younger man in this situation. Yeah. 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 He comes Apricot along. Apricot made from real apes. He's just kind of funny and s- sweet mm-hmm. in a stupid when it, way. When it works, when he's like not caring that much, yeah. you see it for a second when he's at the bar talking to that girl. And yeah. he's like saying how he bawled through up and all the Wally. pictures. Right, you can't right. watch him. Yeah. And she seems to be like into it. And yeah. The twins... <laughs> Dwight runs in and says, <laughs> Michael, Aren't forget about this one. <laughs> Michael's got uh, a geez. sweet, sensitive beefcake. Uh, before we move on, two quick okay. things right. that I wanted to just touch on because they're great moments. On the way to the wedding, we get Michael waking up while he's driving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic moment. <laughs> With the sunglasses oh, on. Oh, those are super dark. Those glasses are so dark. <laughs> Twenty. <And laughs> so concerned. That might be one of the funniest in-car scenes on the whole show because mm. that happens and then immediately followed by the CD. Oh, yeah. That Dwight makes for Michael. And I, I just... There was no other way I was going to play this, but we just need to listen to... This is what Dwight oh, yeah. puts on the CD for Michael to play when he gets our girl in his room. Hello. My name is Dwight Schrute. If you are listening to this, you are a lucky woman Michael has seduced. Ah, to be in your shoes. What's next, you're probably wondering. Don't be scared of your night in, in heaven. heaven. Oh, my God. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. And to think... What, what he, that he is such a such a player, as we learn I, later in this episode. Yeah, again, I think, I mean, to kind of go back to this theme, I think Jim and Pam's wedding is sort of the central hub, and all of these characters attack it sort of from different angles because mm-hmm. of where they are in their lives, right? And we see that. And I think this is a really good Dwight and Michael episode. There are so many good Dwight oh, and Michael yeah. moments in this episode, and that is just kind of one of the leading moments uh, that lead up to everything that happens at the wedding. Another great Dwight and Michael uh scene is when they are checking into the hotel yeah. and Michael realizes that he doesn't have a room and um uh let's see Dwight says uh that uh, he can share the room with him and Michael is saying uh, maybe saying something that annoys Dwight and Dwight all of a sudden so yeah so what he does is uh Michael comes up and he says I would, I don't have a reservation but I'd like to block a room or I'd like to reserve a room in the Beasley Halpert block of rooms mm-hmm. and the uh, the the woman at the check-in desk is like oh we don't actually have any more rooms that's more about the rate than it's yeah. about having rooms and dwight says i have a room uh reservation it's like romeo tango g seven seven yeah. <laughs> and then he's Damn like <laughs> was that another one <laughs> yeah <laughs> did i get it right that was one of the hard ones <laughs> you nailed it Damn. he's like and i hundred percent and he's like and i talked to julie about getting a room with two safes right which they never I love that it's yeah. a great, great character yeah. moment there. and then uh, what's he putting in those safes Michael says to Dwight like Dwight I need to stay with you and uh, and, and Dwight says like no I don't think you can and, and Michael says oh I would do this for you and yeah. and so uh, Dwight says oh no my preservation this is under an M. Scott and Michael's like oh thank god this is mine and Dwight says now that I don't have a room can I stay with you and Michael says no and here's the thing if I bring a woman back and she comes back and she sees you brushing your teeth with butter and clay <laughs> what is she butter going to say clay. that's a line that always makes me butter laugh and clay. she sees you brushing your teeth with butter oh, and clay and then, and then when Dwight calls him out on it and they, yeah. you know he does it and then Michael does it like, like well, you're but warlock no, test. I didn't pass 
yeah. pure dungeon chest. <laughs> and then it cuts to a talking head of Michael where he says, like, when Mary didn't get a room at the inn, Jesus was born. When Michael didn't get a room at the inn, we don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, um, let's see. I mean, should we go to the rehearsal dinner? Should we go? Let's go to the rehearsal dinner, which which leads me to the thing that I really want to talk about, because I think that the rehearsal dinner pretty much starts with Mima telling Pam um, that she was not sure about her side of the family because of her mother's divorce, mm-hmm. her parents' divorce. But she thinks that Jim and Pam are just perfect. Well, nobody's perfect, Mima. If I thought, <laughs> Pobody's perfect. Yeah, right. right. As Pam says to yeah. uh, Dwight later on in season nine. Well, if I or thought season that, eight. I wouldn't care to live. Is what Mima says. This is is this the worst character in the entire <laughs> series of The Office? I don't know. I mean, who she's do you... pretty bad. Mima is played by Peggy Stewart, who is a is a a great actress who's. Uh, came up in Western B movies and TV shows, um, and she just does a fantastic job of playing the. She's quite someone, unlikable. So unlikable. I mean, <laughs> is what? She, what? <laughs> is she worse than Todd Packer? Yes. Okay. Todd Packer is at least kind of funny. Has some uh, charisma. She's just very like very uptight. I don't Mima. Yeah, and not nice. I guess and, I'm thinking of character versus like horrible person. Like, I don't know. I mean, this is probably a little getting too much into Mima. Yeah. But I mean, you know, with the whole the baby I mean, she's later. An old, she's an older character. Like yeah. she's got these. Yeah. You know, I, I think they need her for this entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically for the I, whole deal of like, don't spill the secret. Of course. That comes out at this rehearsal. dinner. Yeah, it is. But I but my thing is like, I would if. I'm not sure that if this person was in my family, people would tiptoe around them. Mm. You know okay. what I'm saying? Sure. Like, Mima can come to the wedding if she wants. They give her a lot of sway. <laughs> yeah. They give her a lot of sway, for sure. Yeah. Like, for sure. you know. And if I mean, she gets upset, you just, give her, negative, you just give angry... her the bum's rush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, like, when... <laughs> and when, uh, when she finds out and decides that she's not going to come to the wedding the next day. Why would anyone be <laughs> upset at that point? She's only said mean things the whole time she's been. Yeah, there. but like it's a grandmother figure. It's a, you know, you respect you know, that part yeah, of the family. The elder. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, uh, of course. I'm I do I do think it's funny that it's Jim. And I think <laughs> and the reason that I say that is because while Jim is kind of built Who up Who spills the beans, you mean? Correct. Uh, Jim is the one who uh, is giving this very touching speech about waiting and his relationship with Pam and the way the way that he had to kind of wait and flirt with Pam. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, I was just a guy who had a crush on a girl that I worked with. Uh, and then eventually he ends up kind of accidentally spilling the beans that Pam is pregnant. Right. Right. But uh, there's a subreddit called Yes, 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 No. <laughs> this would fit in that subreddit. That's perfect. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, what we get is so I think. We haven't talked about Jim a lot on the show in terms yeah. of character development, but we absolutely will and uh, dive into Jim's character a little bit more. But I think something that we do absolutely see is in the earlier seasons, Jim is very much built up as this cool guy. Uh, he kind of is very successful and very smart. That's why David Wallace sees him and promotes him, right? Mm-hmm. But in like season six, seven, eight, nine, 
we get a lot of moments where Jim is kind of knocked back down a peg, especially after he becomes co-manager. Yeah. And this is a moment where Jim kind of sticks his foot in his own mouth, you know, and where he doesn't really do so well. Right. And where he does kind of make a mistake. Well, I can't believe it was me. <laughs> I yeah. know I can't believe it was you either. <laughs> I actually think it takes a lot of pressure off of me. I was going to talk about this. about being a manager that makes you say stupid things? I have not found that to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention that exact moment. Yeah. That was just, it's fun because when Jim is, is the co-manager. It's just, yeah, it's Jim has recently been made co-manager. Yeah. yeah. And I always thought that quote was, he's like, I always thought he was saying that to Michael. <laughs> like, why are you saying stupid things? And he's like, oh man, I'm like you now. And yeah. Oh, which is, it, it happens again too later when Michael's like, you'll, you'll get there. Like there's a few like Michael pats Jim on the back moments. And this that, is kind of that kind of speaks to this episode being a bottle, like feeling like a bottle episode too. It does. It, we've kind of been pulled out of all the things that are going on with Dunder Mifflin. I forget yeah. that he's a co-manager that's during a, this that's time. That's a really good point. Cause that's a really great dynamic about this whole episode. And again, I talked about characters being pulled into this new context, mm-hmm. but like they don't talk about work at all. No. Yeah. And it, and I think the, the episode Except is better. Dwight in front of the kids. Oh he's yeah, talking about the <laughs> the bad man. <laughs> his sales went up, kissing yeah. the boss man's butt. <laughs> but ew, right? It yeah. is ew, very it's very ew. ew. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, also, at this rehearsal dinner, we get to spend some time with Oscar and Kevin. Oh uh, yeah, beforehand <laughs> when uh, Pam is introducing her sister to Oscar right, and Kevin. Right. <laughs> Kevin is wearing the toupee at this point, maybe. No, he breaks that out at the service. Yeah. So did he go to the rehearsal dinner without it and then br- wear it to the service? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> oh, okay. Weird play. Also yeah, the clean shoes, but we'll mm, talk about that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, there's this moment when Penny, Pam's sister, um, mistakes Kevin f- uh, for Gil, um, which is... A, I, I, watching it again, I was like, this is kind of... I don't know if there's a very well written setup for this joke. Why do you say that? Pam's sister knows who knows a the name co-worker. of Oscars. <laughs> I don't know. It just it's it it seems weird that she wouldn't just be like, "Hi, Kevin. Nice to meet you." <laughs> like, That's fair. I think. I mean, I think it makes sense that Pam would have mentioned. At I think it's the kind of thing that maybe you had heard a long time ago. Yeah, and you had held on to right. Because you don't tell people about your coworkers all the time, but like maybe you tell your family about your coworkers once and they remember the certain thing, you know? Yeah. So it felt like the kind of thing that maybe she could remember, but it is it is a little weird that she is like, oh, I thought it was Gil and not Kevin. Right. I well, know like, what, you mean. what if Oscar and Gil broke up and now she's but dating? It does, I did, but it sets up the moment for Oscar to be like, you think I was dating this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Really harsh. Like, yeah. Super yeah. harsh in front of Kevin. And Kevin is like, Oscar, I would be honored to date you. It uh, reminds me of the time when um, uh, a uh, a vent, uh, a client thinks that Andy and Pam are together mm. when she's still pre- when she's very pregnant. Right. Oh no no no. Which no, they play no, to their advantage. No, Don't they no. on the sales call or something? No. Is that? Am I thinking what? of a different time? That's when they're on a sales call. So yeah, Andy, Andy. Uh, well, Pam first like laughs off. She's like, "No, no, 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 we're not together, right?" And then Andy comes back as like to get her back. And he's oh, like, way, no, he's yeah. way meaner. That's yeah, right, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. He says like, "I'm only." He's like, "Pam is our surrogate. I only date models, face models, <laughs> face models." Um, so the thing about the rehearsal dinner to just kind of 
keep us moving forward. Yeah, let's, yeah. The the moment when Michael interjects and he brings up the sex yeah. stuff, like oh, that to me, I think is that's to me right under Scott's tots for just like one of the cringiest moments in the show. Michael is talking about. Like they're living what? together, they're having a lot of consensual sex, and you have to acknowledge that the sensation is different. <laughs> yeah, that, they, not <laughs> not for the woman necessarily, but for the man. Good lord! When you wear something that blocks, I think we all, I know, think what we all know what I'm talking about. Like he gets that far, target. It's it's it and is then, awful. And then two. Uh, so Michael goes to speak with Mima. Yeah. He shows up at her room. <laughs> And Michael sa- uh, and Mima says, "Oh yes, you're that foul man who kept talking about intercourse." <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, going back and rewatching that scene, like I was watching it, and knowing that she he's going to convince her to stay for the wedding the next day, right? And I'm just like, where? Wh- at what point does he successfully convince her? And it seems like the only moment is when he says, "You know, they're going to name the baby after you, Mima." And she says, Sylvia. And he says, yes. And if it is a boy, they will name it Silvio. <laughs> That's one of like the funnier little, more like well-written lines in the whole show. Well, she cracks a smile, and then she's at the wedding the next day. So I... <laughs> And if it's a boy, Silvio. <laughs> so post-rehearsal dinner, um, everyone goes out to the hotel bar. And uh, is drinking. There's also a party that's happening upstairs in somebody's hotel room. Andy's. Andy's. It's Andy's hotel room? Yes. Okay. He's supposed to have the bridal suite. Well, yeah. (laughs) I know. That didn't look like a bridal suite. Great moment when he says that. Break in the the bed. (laughs) 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 I got the room before you guys. Jim is like, I don't like that. (laughs) Pam says, I I will need to talk to the housekeeper who's in charge of changing the sheets. I'll need the name and cell phone number for the housekeeper (laughs) in charge of changing the sheets. So, yeah, Andy is telling uh, Oscar and Kevin that he's got a party up in his room. And they're like, oh, that's great. Like, Do we need to break anything? And he says, yeah, uh, $40 for beer and then any hot chicks you know, because that will help me deliver on a couple promises. (laughs) $40 for beer. No way, Jose! (laughs) Uh, $40 for beer. uh, Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Downstairs, Michael and Dwight are um, uh, talking to women, trying to meet women. Dwight meets Isabel. Who is impressed. I, I wanted to call out that oh. <laughs> there is a fun dynamic in the first episode where Dwight has taken all of the guests, the female guests, on the oh, guest yeah, list yeah, yeah. and has looked them up on Google. Right. And he, you know, he, he's trying to give Michael some details on the first one. He's like, Jocelyn Webster, Pam's cousin. Tell me about Jocelyn. My trivia is just getting slaughtered She was selling right a mountain bike a couple years ago. <laughs> and then he's like, what else do you know about her? Well, she made a couple hundred dollars. If it was she's big, she's really into mountain biking, but not so much lately. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if in fact it was her, it was a very common name. And then later, he's like Isabel Pariba, and he's like, yes, I know a lot about her. Her tenth grade volleyball team went ten and two in nineteen ninety six. How am I going to bring that up? Well, uh, it was a state record. <laughs> yeah. Um. He wears the wolf shirt because oh, God, it's yeah. howling at the moon. Yeah, Dwight, howling, why are you wearing that? It looks like you're going to sex. a fish fry. <laughs> yeah. Arr! Arr! 
Ooh. That's one of those moments where Dwight and Michael have like that kind of key moment. Another uh, moment is in uh, later when they do Prince, Prince Family Paper. Yeah. When they do the shark noise. Bottom, bottom. bottom. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but he's hitting it off with her. Of course, there's this twins moment uh, with uh, with Michael and Dwight. Uh, anything else down in the bar? Yeah. So, of, of course, uh, Dwight and uh, Isabel kind of hit it off. Dwight pulls Michael uh, away from his conversation with the woman to go look at a set of twins, which is just two men in a suit drinking beers. I love a good mm-hmm. set of twins. <laughs> They magnificent. And then, They're men, Dwight. And then, of course, when uh, Andy tears his scrotum at the party, uh, she, he goes to see Pam and he says, "You need to take me to the hospital." And she calls down to Jim, and Jim is in the hotel bar with Michael right, and Dwight. Right. So yeah. it does happen. Right. Um, also, let's talk about the car keys in the pocket. I was going to yeah. say that's Under- a, that's a great that's a great <laughs> scene. It's a great scene. It's a great scene. Okay. Where- the mechanics of him doing it, I don't get, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about the car keys thing. But like, <laughs> I get that if you've never done the splits before and you try to drop into a splits, like it that could can be, cause a lot of issues. Yeah, it could be really good. bad. It's not good. I do love that you know you get all the characters dancing together in a hotel room, mm-hmm. and I love uh, that uh, Andy is like, "You call that a robot? Let me do. Let me show you something that's a little more robotic, right?" <laughs> yeah. And then I love Aaron. Aaron is like, what else you got? Yeah, right? and he's screaming on the And then when he like does the splits and is screaming, Aaron leans in and goes, what else you got? <laughs> that was a moment I noticed for the first Hilarious. time rewatching it. I'd oh never picked that up before. Yeah. It was great. Uh, talk about Aaron really not cluing into what's going on with Andy. Um, you know, especially when they're, when they're driving with Kelly. Andy's, Andy's never made it easy. No, but he's like, you guys can move up front and... Uh, uh, Mindy Kaling says, no, it's cool. It feels like we're being driven by a limo driver. And he's like, Aaron. And she's like, oh, it wouldn't be fair to <laughs> Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she uh, she's uh, particularly oblivious. But I do think that takes us to the end of part one, right? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And before we go into part two, I like part one is a it's a strong episode on its own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, episode two has to basically tie a lot of loose ends from one, uh, which is no surprise. But I, I thought one was stronger than two. If overall. you watch this part, if you watch part two on Netflix, you get to rewatch the last five minutes of the of yeah. part one, yeah. which is kind of a little silly. Did they air together on the same night? Uh, I'm not back sure. To back to my head, but probably. I think they did. Yeah, I think, I think they, they did. did. October eighth. So that's why. Yeah. But I, yeah, I was like, that's weird. I wonder if that's how they really aired it. Um. Uh, so, uh, in the middle of the night, Pam takes, uh, Andy to the hospital. Andy complains the whole time, uh, which every is bump is a pain on my damaged scrotum. <laughs> uh, he says he was doing what she was supposed to be doing, um, uh, which is livening up the party. Uh, she drives over a speed bump or a pothole. To, uh, she just swerves. Yeah, that they line also... where Andy says, um, "My, you know, making sure that everyone has a good time at your crappy wedding." That I think mm. is the worst Andy moment in the whole. It's show. really mean. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's to be bad. fair, he just drove tore his scrotum. He's, but he's just completely oh, he's a... like you would not ask Pam out of anybody. The bride. I mean, you wouldn't book the bridal suite for no. <laughs> the wedding you're going to either. I hope. I'm sure there's a shuttle at that hotel. You know, yeah. like come on. Oh yeah. Oh, gosh. That's so funny. So, anyway, so Andy gets to spend the night with the bride. The night before <laughs> yeah, the wedding. Andy, did I dream you were crying? 
Nope, that was real. <laughs> uh, we do get a lot of funny like images of Andy icing his balls, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. In that orange sweater vest. Mm-hmm. Aaron brings him a little pillow. <laughs> a lot of ice in general in this whole arc. We <laughs> get Michael true. sleeping near the Michael ice has to sleep near Kevin the, yeah. with his, his hot dogs are mm-hmm. barking. My dogs, his dogs are, are barking. Yeah. yeah. Uh it's where does Michael dogs. sleep? He sleeps by the ice machine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's ironing his pants in there in the morning and some It was guy loud, comes but it in. was warm. <laughs> that helps him bond with Helene actually when he tells that talks to her the next day at the oh, wedding. Oh, you poor man. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody comes in to get ice and, and Michael turns around and he goes, take a picture, it'll last longer. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> Completely unreasonable. So oh, meanwhile, Dwight's uh, uh, been busy uh, with Isabel. With B- Isabel. He's ravenous after a night of lovemaking. That's one of my favorite moments. It's so good. Michael finally gets in and he says, I haven't used the bathroom in a day and a half. Oh my God, Dwight, this room is a pit. Yeah. And Dwight says, didn't notice. Too busy knocking boots. <laughs> yeah, and then and he tells like, Isabel he's not hungry. He had sunflower yeah. seeds. And yeah. then, While she was asleep. Yeah. And then the next scene, the image, housing The pancakes. image of Dwight like sitting up in bed while Isabel is asleep eating sunflower seeds by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, a filling snack. That's the I funniest. The that's, li- I never caught, though, that he's lying to her about eating breakfast. That's one of the funniest moments. Like, it's just a, such a funny image where, like, he's a, got a glass that he's spitting the seeds into while she's he's just <laughs> yeah, sitting like, up in bed asleep. Like watching while, her or something? Yeah, 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 just spitting sunflower seeds into a cup or something. Oh, gosh. But yeah, I'm ravenous after a night of lovemaking, he says, what? while he's eating yeah. this gigantic breakfast. Yeah, just yeah, scarfing it down, not chewing even. Right. Um, uh, uh, Michael is, is so shocked that Dwight isn't interested in Isabel. And he's like, oh, you should ask her out. He says, I already have a European girlfriend. Right. Because Dwight's like, bride side or groom side? Or townie. I love that. And Michael says, she's European. And Dwight says, ooh, hairy armpits. I never caught that. That's so good. Dwight really comes in with a heat of like, she's a dental hygienist from Carbondale. And she she makes makes love like one. She's a bumpkin. Pass. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jeez, Dwight. You're not really a catch either, buddy. But you know what, though? Like, this is a moment, again, where in the earlier seasons, we see Dwight is very subservient to Michael as, as, uh, I'm trying to think of a better word, but he's kind of pathetic, you know? Like, we see Dwight as like... He's uh, a brown noser. Yeah, he's very much... Yeah, but like, in the later seasons, you see Dwight assert himself and kind of... It's like, no, Dwight is someone kind of to be reckoned with, right? It, the the ultimate example of this is in Stairmageddon, oh. where he tranquilizes Stanley with the blow darts because Stanley says, you know, Dwight, for a threat to be credible, and he hits him with a couple of these <laughs> bull tranquilizers right right in the chest. Yeah. But this is a moment where you see Dwight, like, not like um, Dwight, you know, you think, oh, he's wearing this wolf shirt that's tucked into his pants or whatever, like, who is this silly guy? But, like, Dwight, you know, like, he meets someone and... And he's uh, he's very much like a ladies' man in this moment. Yeah, because he's real. Oh, yeah. like, he's right. just super real. Well, we see his confidence so yeah, often. That's as, that's what I'm speaking to. You know, confidence. confidence yeah. The the liquor of the fool and the, the food of the wise man, <laughs> but the liquor of the fool. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, gonna enjoy getting to know you, Vikram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but we see it almost. It's it's his confidence that. Isabel seems most attracted to that and being that on the and farm the horses. and caring yeah, about yeah. his horses, horses. Yeah. Um, which of course he reveals that he's created a machine that takes part of the horse <laughs> and you can get six 
regular sized hamburgers or 12 sliders right, from Isabel, a living horse. Isabel says, how many horses do you have? And he says, nine and three quarters. <laughs> and then it cuts to him talking about this. Sear set, no. Yeah. <laughs> There's also another moment where he talks, There, more Michael and, and Dwight, this is uh, earlier in the series, I think, where they talk about inventions. And Michael goes, horse boat. He's like, you can take your horse across the water. <laughs> Where all of Michael's ideas for inventions are toilet-based, right. Dwight seemed to be very horse-based. <laughs> That's good. That's a, That's a that well, I, yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's a moment where uh, they all... <laughs> this is Michael Scott Paper Company where they're all eating everybody else's lunches. Mm -hmm. And they're like, ooh, Dwight, I'm going to have some of this meat sandwich. What is this? And Dwight pony. says, it's pony. <laughs> it's like... A pony sandwich. <laughs> Uh, um let's see um let's talk about the service let's jump yeah, to the service. yeah we're, we're getting so pam is getting Good ready for the here. service we kind of talked about um helene and penny and pam um getting ready as pam's walking out the door uh her veil tears um, and right, right away, she calls jim who is playing soccer with some random kid in a lawn um, enjoying himself, everything is going great for Jim. He totally <laughs> ruined the whole wet, like the whole Mima situation. Then gets to go out and party all night. Doesn't have to deal with the Andy thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, but anyways, he he gets he gets a call from Pam. Goes and meets her in some classroom. I'm I, I'm I a little. I think it's a room at the church. Okay, yeah. I, I, it's like a rectory a, or a something. Classroom. <laughs> yeah. Come meet me. I'm in the second grade. It does room. look yeah. like a classroom. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what yeah. you mean. But uh, yes. so, um, he meets her. He says, "You're so beautiful." She says, "Disgusting" or something like that. Well, because she's five months pregnant at the time. Right. So right. Pam, in this moment, is. She says, you know, like, I feel, you know, I'm pregnant. Uh, this is the one thing I can control, like my veil, my dress, you know. Yeah. And Pam kind of reassures, or Jim sort of reassures her, where he says, you look so beautiful, like, you look so, you know, pretty. And, and uh, Pam says, she starts crying. She's like, I know way too much about Andy Scrotum. Yeah. Yes. You know, this is our wedding. Why do we invite all these people? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also grabs a pair of scissors and cuts his tie in half. Correct. Um, and she takes a, oh, and this is, a, this is a part two that I do really enjoy about this episode. The mental she, pictures. That she says that her aunt told her, um, that everything moves so fast. Um, take mental pictures. Um, just, and, uh, and so of that's a points. cute, of the high points. And that's a really cute thing throughout the episode. I love that. Um, but that leads to them rushing off rushing and off. we don't know where they go. Right. In the moment, so, we don't know where they go. We don't know where they go. So cut to the church. Okay. We got everybody showing up for the wedding. Uh, Stanley and Cynthia and Cynthia are standing behind Phyllis. Phyllis is wearing a crazy big hat with a big feather. Stanley says something like, uh, if you if your hat hits me again in the face, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And she says, that's funny. Your wife loved this hat the last time I saw her and looks at Cynthia. <laughs> What what do we think about Stanley bringing his mistress to this wedding instead of his wife? He's brought his wife to several. Uh, Terry, uh, uh, yeah, Terry's been to Dundee's. How come she's not coming to the? Stanley's a big baller man. Do whatever. <laughs> Stanley get, is a Stanley does. You see Florida Stanley, you yeah. get Niagara Stanley. <laughs> yeah, live fast and leave a sexy corpse. That's Stanley. 
Ni- Ni- not Ni- enough Stanley Niagara in this episode. Stanley's- not enough Stanley. <laughs> yeah, not enough Stanley in this episode. He- he's very light in this episode. We're more focused on Kevin, <laughs> there Oscar. Is a, there is a perfect Stanley moment where Michael says, like, Stanley, I would like to stay in your room. And he's like, uh, no, I have a queen bed and I brought Cynthia. Right. Yeah. And he says, oh, yeah. he's like, fine. are you sure that's going to work? And he's like, a queen bed is five foot wide. Michael, do you think I'm five foot wide? <laughs> and Michael says, I'm not a physicist. <laughs> 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 we learn that uh, Dwight brought a live turtles <laughs> and, oh, yeah, tur- he, and hammers he and the, bibs. He, his his wedding gift is a a turtle boiling pot, <laughs> shell hammers and bibs. Yeah, uh, Michael brought a painting of them. He has another one just for him of them in the nude. Oh, this is a perfect moment. One thing that I wanted to call out as a season six difference. Between mm-hmm. Jim and Pam and them and the rest of the show, season six, both of them wear jackets all the time. Earlier in the Whoa. show, Jim never wears his jacket. Right, right, right. Yeah. Pam is just wearing straightforward button downs. Right. But in season six, when Jim becomes manager, he wears a jacket all the time. Pam wears a jacket over her button down. Yeah, that's Jim right. is wearing a tie a lot of the time. Pam mm-hmm. is not. Mm-hmm. But it does change the way they look through yeah. the course of the show. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's, it's kind. Of, it's a small thing. But it does seem consistent with the fact that their characters are doing different They're, things in the show. Yeah. Pam is a saleswoman. Jim is co-manager. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I've never thought about that wardrobe shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's exactly right. Uh, they uh, Let's see. Um, we got Kevin with his toupee and his tissue box, tissue shoes. box shoes. Because that morning, of course... Um, he leaves his shoes out to be shined um, and doesn't get them back. Right. The Our shoeshine person saw them and was overcome with the smell. I, too, smelled the shoes. <laughs> and came, came to safety the conclusion issue. that they must be, they must be removed. <laughs> Destroyed. 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 Incinerated. Incinerated, in yeah. fact. Yeah. And that's, that's alluded to <laughs> earlier in the series. I think it's in the... Du- shoot. I'm going to get the episode wrong. I want to say it's like Diwali or an episode where they all take their shoes off. Mm-hmm. And Angela says, I wish some of us still had our shoes on. And Kevin says, I'm sorry. It's a medical issue. Yeah. There's also a moment where Kevin has his sock puppet in the break room. And he's doing some bit. And Oscar says, okay, that's enough. The thing reeks. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that thing reeks. And I'm trying to eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's talk about the ceremony. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens, Let's keep moving. Cause... So, yeah. So, Jim and Pam run away. And they're all waiting. Right. They're all waiting for a while. Um, Isabel approaches Dwight talking to another woman. And Dwight is like, hello, Isabel. You know, he's so very dis- cold. He's very dismissive. He's also totally blowing it he's with very, that other woman. He's very dismissive <laughs> of her. And then Michael says, oh, hey, like, you looking for a seat, buddy? Where are you sitting? She's like, oh, I'm a bridesmaid. I'm standing up there. Um, and Michael's when, like, I wish I was a bridesmaid. <laughs> when, when she walks up to Dwight, Dwight is saying to that woman, that is a very intelligent comment. <laughs> and like the woman's like, just looking at him like, who the fuck are you? Um, uh, Dwight and Jim come running in. They're soaking wet. Jim we, and Pam, not sorry. Dwight and Jim. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Jim and Pam come in soaking wet. Uh, they're, they are so uh, happy. Um, then we go into the ceremony, uh, which is intercut with... Um, Jim and Pam running off to Maid of the Mist, which is the uh, f- 
ferry that you ride up the Niagara Falls. Tour boat. Um, you can get married by a sea captain, of course, which we learned on Booze Cruise Season 2. As, as soon as the ceremony starts, uh, the other people in the wedding, they cut the music and they play Forever by Chris Brown. Right. And this is a this is referencing a viral video from that, like maybe the year before. Like 2008, so 2008, 2009. Yeah. Like some some couple. Michael says to Pam, did you see this? It was on YouTube. And Pam is like, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. It's like pretty, pretty well known at that point. Um, and they, uh, they do, everyone dances. Yeah. They all dance down the aisle. Like they do their little <laughs> intros, you know, they play the song forever by Chris Brown. They yeah. all have their own little intros. Uh, you know, Annie and Aaron, Andy has a little Walker, Yeah, you know, and Dwight kicks Isabel in the face. They all have these little character moments together. Yeah. Walking down the aisle. Yeah. A little confused on the fl- flow because then do they loop back around outside of right. the church. Several characters walk back down they, the aisle several times. They all yeah. come back and do one thing as one. Right. Isabel's fine. I know that's a little getting in the weeds, but come on. like what, What's going on? I don't mind this moment. I'm curious to hear what you think about this moment. I Sean. hate this moment with all my heart. <laughs> I think it's like, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's one thing to be like, oh, they, they, like, here's the joke of they, uh, you know, are gonna do like replicate this viral video, but then they di- they they do the whole thing, the whole thing. So- I <laughs> when I was taking notes on this episode, I wrote this note down. Okay, that says, it says this is the kind of thing that Sean would hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I love it. It's sweet. It's endearing. The characters are themselves. It's, it's a culmination moment for the show. And I feel like from a production and storytelling standpoint, it's a good way to wrap up this two-episode series where yeah. it's like you have this sort of music montage. Let's see all the characters one more time. Everyone take a bow, and this giant wedding is done. It's almost like they had to. Like I don't know how else they really would have ended it, um, and it... it it works, but I didn't like. I didn't like it that much either. It's the other like thing it. that it, it, happens throughout it is Jim and Pam making funny facial expressions to each other the whole right. time. I almost, I was just gonna say that I I hate the reaction shots <laughs> when they cut to because it's like it's just like okay now you're gonna be like what and now you're gonna be like oh, oh Michael my and now you're gonna be like. Oh well, <laughs> it's just like I can't stand it. I love. I would. I, I almost would have rather. Um, I almost would have rather the whole ceremony been more cringeworthy and more jokes, and then intercut to a very, a very real sweet moment of them on Made of the Mist because I think that that is really sweet. I loved that part. It's a great moment. I didn't think you also needed everybody in the office dancing and stuff like that, Jim- but I get. Jim says, you know, I bought those boat tickets this, the second I saw that video. And he's like, plan B was the church, and plan A was marrying her a long time ago. Yeah. And I think this harkens back to when I talk when I think about our conversation. One of our uh, early test recordings is us talking about the episode Cafe Disco. Right. I right? was just going to say this is and, a very uh, Cafe Disco. I don't think we... And that, and that episode never came out, and maybe yeah. we'll talk about it again. But like, I'd love to. One of the funny... I remember... 
like one of my takeaways from that episode is we were talking about weddings or whatever and like should Jim and Pam have just eloped should they have gone to the ceremony right and I remember saying to you Sean I think what we've learned is two things Sean you want you want to elope and what I want is like a big cheesy silly wedding (laughs) and like I think we're seeing the exact same thing with this down the aisle ceremony yeah with like the cheat like the Chris Brown song yeah and like people dancing down the aisle (laughs) It's it, the cheesiest thing, but it I, really is. I love it. It hits me in the heart. Yeah, it really is. And you know, I mean, the the, the people from Jim and Pam's office are not the only people at this wedding. Uh, my big so, takeaway uh, was it's it's a it's a hijacking. It's like yeah. let's take these two people's day and let's turn the spotlight on us for a minute, right? And okay, now we're done. Right. Like, how does that end? It doesn't end with like Jim and Pam coming together. Like, they're not in on this. So it's like, no, I don't know. <laughs> but what is, but what is more true to Jim and Pam than having something ridiculous that they react to together? Yeah, like that's that's the, t- the, the most, tie cutting. Nice. That is the most Jim and Pam thing that you can possibly and do. The, and is the, give them something really silly. They can be like, "Are you seeing this?" I you can't know? believe my our office yeah. is doing. And this. they've kind of given like they've. I mean, we learn, of course, that they've already gotten married, so the stakes are low now. You know, they don't. They give up. They're yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, just let it go. And to end to end this to end the episode. I mean, the shot of them. Well, it's not the end. The end is is later. You, you we get the small shot of Michael and Helene. Mm-hmm. Going into the room, but right. yeah, uh, as but, as Kevin dips his feet into the ice maker, right? The the, the, the shot of Jim My and feet Pam are so sweaty, I don't even feel the cold. <laughs> the shot of Jim and Pam is really really well done. It's very sweet. I mean, in terms of like the location, how they shoot it, it's a little not totally like the office, but it's it's such a monumental like in out on the boat. Yeah, and yeah, it's like it's look, awesome. these two characters we've cared about, we've watched their whole relationship grow and to, to see it end that way is really well done i thought yes yeah. i'm great. really glad you mentioned that because i think in this sort of uh post office review or this post office now that it's been off the air for six years and we've had so much time to like think about the show and watch the show again and again and again right like jim takes a lot of hate jim and pam together take a lot of hate pam takes a lot of hate and that's and that's fine that's you know that's part of it but like i think it's what we do on the internet it's 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 easy to forget how much we cheered for these characters and rooted for these characters while they were together and while they were struggling to get together. Mm. And to see them get married is such a culmination of both of them together. And it's very, you know, we talk about this in terms of storytelling, but it's very earned, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, they get married on their own terms as best they can. Correct. And great. they just happen to invite all these people, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. to see them together getting married in a moment where Pam feels really low and Jim picks her up and they have to respond to this ridiculous scenario that's put on them by their family and friends. And like, just, just to see them get married is such like a, it's such a big moment. And it's really easy to forget that because we're so used to seeing Jim and Pam as this completed arc, this completed mm-hmm. thing, you know, mm-hmm. that we, it's, it's easy to forget about will they, won't they, because we know what happens in the end. Yeah. Right. But that moment in the wedding, in the, on the boat together is such a monumental moment for the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's really nice to to go back and kind of uh, relive that. I mean, well you think about the the great will they won't they stories of 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 um, you know the best comedy sitcoms uh, or uh, romance stories in sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheers, Sam and Diane never get together. Um, they get together, kind of. I mean, they don't they don't it, end up together. They don't end up together. Yeah. 
Not to spoiler alert, but they don't. And <laughs> you haven't seen, if you haven't seen you the first, know. if you haven't seen the first two seasons of Cheers, uh. go watch it on Netflix. But you know, I mean, there's other people. I mean, moonlighting, you know, I, girl. I don't know. I mean, Ted, Ted and Robin of How I Met Your Mother. The the finale is them getting together. You know, Jim and Pam get together. What a bummer they, of a finale that they, was. Oh well, but, <laughs> sorry, one hundred percent. But you know. They're committed now, like, you know, with three and a half seasons to go on the show. Um, I I think it's it's kind of nice to wrap up that will they won't they and just kind of move forward with the story. Yeah, I think they, they do introduce moments of romantic tension throughout the rest of the show. So you have Kathy coming in season eight. Yeah. You have, of course, the athlete sort of thing in season nine. Uh, where Jim has to kind of sort of redeem himself with the teapot gesture. Yeah. Um, but this does feel like a very natural moment in the show. You right. Know? Yeah. yeah. Does. We're not going to worry about them anymore. Now we're going to worry about Michael or. Yeah. And you know what? Like we talked about this last week about how season seven is essentially a very long runway for Michael to exhibit character development and mm-hmm. to exit the show in a way that feels really meaningful and really mm-hmm. earned. But like. If if not for Jim and Pam getting together in season six, you know, it, it it sort of takes that dynamic off the board. You don't have to worry about it as a fan and you get to focus on Michael in season seven. Right. And for the rest of season six, you get to worry about That's a good point. Jim is co-manager, Saber coming in, these mm-hmm. other sort of plot dynamics. You know, not that we don't we, we don't care about Jim and Pam any less, mm-hmm. but we're not actively uh, invested in what's going on with mm-hmm. them. Wow. They get the These baby other stuff pot and dynamics yeah. are playing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ross and Rachel, another finale. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that it's uncommon for it yeah. to be done yeah. this way, and yeah. it works. Works. I think it works. It works. You know, they keep besides- White and Angela for the series finale. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's kind of funny. That's really the last hammer. That, that's the last will name. they. That's the real will they won't they story, which we'll have to talk about another time. I think that wraps up our Niagara uh, episode uh, discussion. I think it's time for some conference room. All right, you know what? That's it. Conference room, five minutes. Okay, so for this week's conference room segment, I wanted to uh, speak to something that happened today, I believe, or uh, recently this weekend, which is um, I sent Alex this clip so we can listen to the audio in real time, but it is essentially Scott's Tots in real life. Oh, okay. no. So okay. let's listen to that audio. This is at Morehouse University. Uh, it's just a historically black uh, college. Mm-hmm. And this uh, speaker, his name is Robert Smith. Uh, I think he is known as he's so he's the founder of Vista Equity Partners. And I believe he is the richest black man in America. And we'll listen to what he has to say. OK, men of Morehouse, you are surrounded by a community of people who have helped you arrive at this sacred place and on this sacred day. On behalf of the eight generations of my family who have been in this country hey mr smith what you gonna we're gonna do? put a little fuel in your bus what you gonna do make your dreams come now, i've got the alumni over there and this is a challenge to you alumni this is my class 2019. and my huh. family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans in the corner just that reaction oh my goodness yeah oh, oh. so essentially what's happening here is robert robert out. smith is paying he's oh, he's creating a grant 
to pay off all of the student loans for everyone in the graduating class of 2019. That is, people are going nuts. Can you imagine graduating from college debt-free? Like, that's, that's what's happening here. Yeah. Like, it's an amazing thing to do. And it is, it is, it is Scott's tots in real MVP life. MVP chance. I know my class will make sure they pay this forward. And I want my class to look at these alumnus, these beautiful Morehouse brothers. And let's make sure every class has the same opportunity going forward. Wait, is there a downside? Is there a negative no, ending no, to this? Oh. There is no negative to this. Oh, wow. In case oh. you're wondering. Oh, I was waiting for no, the No, I was waiting for him oh. to be like, hey, no. and anyways, that's... Someone's like, you know, that's I'd love to I'm do that. Sorry if I've, I'm sorry if I've set that up to you in any way. <laughs> oh, no, but that's super exciting. This is, uh, this is real change. This is an amazing thing that's happening in our world today, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's super. Ex- that's great. That's it's it is yeah. the it could be the opposite of wow. Scott's. Yes. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I, I was so nervous. I was like I was this very I, nervous. I was like when was does like, this oh, go poorly? And I am getting you all laptop batteries. batteries. <laughs> Hold on. They're lithium. <laughs> no, uh this wow. is just this is just a moment for us all to recognize and and realize the uh the contribution of Robert Smith, oh, uh, this billionaire who oh, is wonderful. giving back to the community, creating real change in the world, and like this is Scott's tr- this is Scott's tots actually happening. Forty million dollars estimated. I wonder if yep, he got the idea creating real change. <laughs> yeah, shout out to that guy. Yeah, yeah. so that could help us watch Scott's tots and wash it down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. In the well, real world, it's better. What a great story. What a heartwarming story. Bit of news. A bit of good news. A bit of good news for once. That's nice. Well, I think with that, uh, it is time for uh, some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All righty. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I said I told these guys I'd be doing trivia on this episode, and as this episode has gone on, it's just been decimated. Just uh, it's getting <laughs> shot left and right. All my questions. Edwin already said the confirmation number for Dwight, which I what that was. <laughs> That That's was a, incredible. That was a backup. That was a backup question Ugh. to see if I ran out of them. Oh, uh, boy. Ob- the obvious ones, ma- the name of the made the mist, uh, the nine and three quarters horses. That's all gone. Uh, <laughs> Dwight, Dwight mentioned Isabel's last name, Pariba. Pariba. That's gone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's you mentioned <laughs> Pam's cousin, Jocelyn Webster. Get it out of there. Uh, it's it's wow. bad news. So, oh, and the do's and don'ts. Um, yeah. yeah, we did that you too. All the which I had ones. those down. That was going to be another hard one to see if you could just do those off <laughs> Man, the top I'm of your head. I'm excited to see what you've got left. But here's here. what we still have. Okay. So we'll start with some easy Let's ones. Let's do it. Let's do it with some easy ones. Um, what's written on Michael's car at the beginning? Oh, I, Going to a wedding. Yes, sir. <laughs> and what's tied to the car? Full cans of beer. Full <laughs> soda <laughs> cans. It's yeah. a great they sight pop. game. <laughs> I love when, when Pam says, are you supposed to tie those to our... <laughs> no. Nope. She looks at Jim nope. and they You're just okay. like... It's good. This is exactly what I'm talking about. They're very loose with the restrictions on Michael. They know where, they know they need to pick their battles. Mm-hmm. Yes. the One of the battles that I chose to pick was <laughs> Tube, Tube City. City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the... Full soda cans being dragged over the road. That's was a very great funny. Sign. That I was, was thinking about news. like I was uh, just you know if 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 they really did tie soda cans to the back of the yeah of the car or what how they uh, anyways that especially you know. taking that on the interstate like all right <laughs> um, because another question how long is the drive? Oh, that's a good question. It's Andy says it five hours four. Yeah. Uh, he says five ish. Okay, so yeah, we'll okay. say five ish hours. Um, 
Who do we see throwing up in the beginning of this? Or or Pam. making motions to throw up. Yeah. Pam like, is the first. Yes, Pam. Angela. Then Andy. Andy. Angela. Angela. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Phyllis. Phyllis. Uh, Meredith. Meredith, yep. Two more. Very good. Andy? We already said that. You already said uh, Andy. You got Kevin, two more. Kevin. Oscar. No, we don't see Kevin. Do we? we see Oscar? Toby. We see Kevin just touch his stomach. <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> um, and... Uh, I think who else is left. Wait, uh, maybe one of you. Do one of you already say Aaron? No. no. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I remember. Oh, Aaron goes pretty quick. I remember Aaron. Hers though. is the goes, best. I can see yeah. the hand. No, no. She goes onto the carpet. Angela goes through the fingers of her hand. Oh, oh, disgusting. So um, okay, so I mentioned that uh, uh, Dwight makes the CD for Michael. What's the picture? What is on the CD? It's like a lightning storm. Yes, it's like and purple. it's purple. Yeah. Yes, it's purple. A, yeah. It's a lightning storm. <laughs> Very well done. Very well done. Um, prepared for your night in heaven. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what is the name of the hotel they're at? Uh, the Statley Falls. Oh, Statler Falls. Really good. Well I done, did not dude. have that one. That was uh, great. It is a brief moment. Wow, that's so funny because I, lo- I made sure that I knew that one, <laughs> yep. and then I just beefed it. You were so close. So maybe you'll know this one. Okay. This is maybe probably the hardest one, but... What are the three other events being held that weekend oh. at the Statler Falls oh, wow. Hotel? Wow, I did not catch that. I don't know. I didn't catch that. I couldn't tell you. The know. Moose Lodge meeting. Where is this? This is this Niagara is, Falls. Where, where do you see it? Where do you see where do you see it? This is uh very briefly it's it's right after Pam says the line, I need the I need the number of the okay. keeper or the, of the of the room keeper so I can do the sheets. Yeah. And then it's a very quick move. Right after that, you see the the blackboard on the wall behind um, Michael. Okay, so yeah, what what's going on? So there's the Moose Lodge meeting. There's the Senior Poker Friday and the O'Brien Retirement Party. Hmm. <laughs> um, who offers to let Michael stay in their room? Toby. Yeah, to- yeah. Toby does. He says you and I can share a twin bed. He's, yeah, he has an extra twin bed. And Michael says you'll be sleeping alone for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, oh my god. Uh, who is Mr. Beasley dating? What's her name? Oh, Christy Kelly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> nailed it. Christy Kelly. Christy. And my final question. Uh, well, actually, what's the room? What package? What? What? What's the room they got for the uh, rehearsal dinner? Oh, the falls room. The passion package room. Fuck. Mm. And last one. Uh, what's the name of the church they get married at? Saint Thomas More. <laughs> <laughs> local humor. That's where I went to grade school. <laughs> uh, it's the Spruce Avenue Presbyterian Church, which you can you only see it when Meredith is smoking her cigar while she's waiting for her. <laughs> oh, that's Pam right. Pam, Pam is Presbyterian, and so is Daryl. Same religion. Are they yeah. Presby- High five. Are they Isn't Presbyterian that it? Or are they Lutheran? I don't know. No, they're Presbyterian. I think it's. Pres- I mean, this was at a Presbyterian church. Okay. I don't know. Who knows? But I don't think. Dar- I don't think Daryl would be Lutheran. Lutheran's a very Scandinavian religion. Maybe we shouldn't go here. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I'm only thinking that. Am I only thinking that because of uh, <laughs> Prairie Home Companion? Yeah, it is, it is popular in the Midwest. Yes. No doubt it's in the Midwest, but, you know, we're, I guess we're in Niagara Falls. So. Oh, anyway. Gosh. Hey, well, what happens in a, Niagara stays in Niagara. That's right. All right, we're all done here. Um, you guys, uh, that was so much fun. Uh, thank you for, for trivia and for the conference room, guys. Uh, 
uh, check us out on social media. You know we're on Facebook. You know we're on Twitter at Michael mm-hmm. Scott Pod. You know we're on Instagram at Michael Scott Podcast Company. You know we've got this <laughs> phone number that you can call 503-694-9314. Call and leave us a message. So We listen to them. We play them on the show. It's yep. a really good time. We want to hear from you. Um, and if not there, uh, comment on our on our Facebook page and stuff like that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. We're going to put a little fuel in your bus. <laughs> see you next time. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.